Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I am joined by the new Ace of Eve, Sapphire Reed. How are you doing today? Hello, I'm very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm so excited to be chatting with you because like I said a little bit off air, you've had a whirlwind of a year, which just came to a climax Mm -hmm. at the She Won at Pro Wrestling Eve, which we'll start off with that. Like I said, you, we have to talk about this amazing feat you recently accomplished at Pro Wrestling Eve, where you defeated Alex Windsor to win the 2023 She Won, an honor only held by four other women. Take us back to that moment for a second. What emotions were you feeling knowing you had just won the She Won and have now joined the Eve history books? Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's still so overwhelming. Like, even though it's been like a few weeks now, I'm still trying to take it all in because it was such a special moment, especially with my family being there, like the history I've had at Eve and the journey leading to it was such... It was. It's just been a long journey, and um, everything's kind of started to pay off, and that was kind of like the big moment of, I can do it, and I've done it, you know. So it was just incredible. Like I can't even really find the words to describe it. So. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about your parents for a second because I, I did a lot of scrolling on your Instagram before this, and I mean you've posted many, you know, posts kind of dedicating and and thanking them, especially your dad. You know, you wrote this yeah. long blurb, you know, how he's been very supportive and kind of also like introduced you to wrestling too growing up yeah. and has been there since you started training at 13. Your mom mm-hmm. has also been super supportive. So talk about kind of your relationship with your parents as you like from fandom to now like professional wrestler. Yeah, for sure. So both my parents grew up watching wrestling. So I think that in itself, I kind of was automatically drawn into it. So yeah. my mum had uh, two brothers growing up, so and they loved the wrestling. So that's how she kind of got into it all. And then my dad always watched it and continued watching it, like even after they had me, and he would just chuck it on the TV, like whilst babysitting us, you know. And I would just like couldn't keep my eyes off the telly. It was just this whole new world for me especially like being so young and so invested into it like and I think I think maybe they thought I was going to grow out of it but when I didn't and then I was like I want to actually try this and I was only like 12 at the time saying dad please can you find me a training school and he's like there's there's none around I don't (laughs) you've got to be older to do it but um I mean we ended up finding one but uh yeah I don't it's just always been around for as long as I can remember. And my dad is every second of the way. And my mom has always supported like my dreams and wanting yeah. to do that. Even if it was just for fun or if I, if it wasn't going to last long, that as long as I was enjoying whatever it was that I was doing, they would just like go for it. And especially to my dad, because my dad would come, even if training was like four hours, he would just sit there the whole time and watch. Even in the winter when like it'd be freezing cold in there. He would still sit in there with his coach just watching me. And I think oh, it's just great to have such supportive parents because I am so lucky in that way because, of course, a lot of people, unfortunately, don't have that or they don't understand. Yeah. But I'm very, uh, very blessed to have those kind of parents. 
Now I'm curious for you. I know, like I said, you started training at like 13 years old and even before that you had been wanting to, you know, had this dream for a while. Was that all think back to your younger self? What did the younger self inversion, your older self doing when they grew up? Was it always professional wrestling or did you have some other aspirations when you were younger? You know what? Like, I was always very sporty. Like I loved, um, I love sports like in school and even in secondary school I always grew up playing football so I used if wrestling wasn't around or if wrestling wasn't a thing I think I would have took football more seriously because I did really enjoy it but it got to a point where it was like you need to choose football or wrestling so you know like it was only for like my local team and that but I kind of, I lost the passion for football because wrestling was coming in and I realized I could um I realized I could like train places and uh that was always the, if I knew I could do it and I could go somewhere and be able to train and that was always going to be it but oh if I were if I if, if this wasn't the dream though like I don't know what my other any other job would be like I love animals right yeah. Um. I, I do dog walking as well. So if wrestling wasn't a thing, I think I'd be working in like a, a rescue center or a rehabilitation like for animals. So, yeah, it's a I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of different routes, but I've not really thought about it properly. <laughs> You're also only still 19, 20 years old. So yeah. you still have like a lot of time and you're still very yeah. early in your career, you know? I'm curious, do you have any pets like personally? Yes, my dog is yes. on my oh, let me flip the camera. Aww. He's right. Um Molly. Hello. <laughs> I love pets. I have two cats, but I love dogs myself too. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, I used to I used to have a hamster um called pickle and oh Mm -hmm. my god if i could have every animal in the world i would (laughs) does your dog have any i feel like all pets have like weird habits or just strange things that they do does your dog have any strange habits (laughs) when you know when he's sleeping he makes these i think he's dreaming but he makes these really odd Mm -hmm. noises and like he's like proper twitches like as if he's running in his dream and he chases his towel all the time (laughs) my cats do that so i get that what are you dreaming about buddy (laughs) such a cutie that's funny though i love our pets um you know kind of going back to your you know your major win at eve as an added layer i mean you grew up watching all four of the previous winners, that being Charlie Morgan, Jamie Hayter, Millie McKenzie, mm-hmm. and Alex Windsor. And mm-hmm. now here you are joining in an elite group of women in, as the winners of the She Won. Can you talk about this aspect of your win and, and what that meant to you to join this group yeah. of women that you grew up watching? Uh, I think that in itself really adds to how big the moment was. Like, because there's a there's a moment I I won it and I was like wow like this is cool and then I think back to the history of it and it's like I I watched these people like wherever it was that I watched them I've I've seen them back like down the line and um, so now I've almost sort of not followed in in the footsteps but I've kind of come on the same path like throughout Eve and I've won the tournament 
and especially like how I look up to them as well you know and that's just really special and very surreal for me like I don't know I just I feel speechless you know I don't, <laughs> I don't really know how to comprehend it all to be fair yeah it's it's surreal you know it is one of those things where you're like you don't know how to describe it yeah. it's so surreal oh. and obviously means a lot to you you know but yeah. this wasn't your only major moment in eve this year over the summer you had the opportunity to wrestle former roh women's champion and 23 year veteran mercedes martinez in her return match to eve you did not win the match but you did put up uh -huh. a hell of an effort in a match that lasted over 20 minutes can you mm -hmm. talk about this opportunity and your experience working with a veteran like Mercedes? It was absolutely insane because I remember when Dan told me it was happening and I was just like, what? I was like, say that again. <laughs> like, you know, say it again because I didn't, I don't, I don't think I actually believed him at first, but obviously it happened. Yeah. Um, again, I was so thankful that I was able to get that opportunity and and learn from someone like her, especially where she's been doing it for so long and she's just so talented in like every aspect of wrestling. It really helped me learn a lot, like within the match and kind of just talking before, you know, it's, oh, it was scary because I, all I wanted to do, I was like, oh, I hope I can, uh, live up to how I've been hoping the match would be like I hope it's good I hope I impress her I hope the fans love it you know and I was just kind of putting that bit of pressure on myself because I was just so I mean I was so nervous I was so nervous but um it was one of my favorite probably my favorite match I've ever had and the most I've learned from so yeah very grateful for that opportunity especially being her as well it's crazy to think she started wrestling before you before you were even born. But you yeah, know, like know. you know, you're on this uprise and getting to work with a veteran like her. You said, like you said, was a major learning opportunity for you. So, can you talk about some of the things you either learned from working with Mercedes, or maybe some feedback or advice she gave specifically gave you? Yeah, for sure. Like just during the match kind of living in the moment of the match you know feeling everything around you don't rush just take it in and do what feels right and she very much helped helped lead of course and then in like throughout I got a lot more comfortable with how the match was going so there was a lot of things that were called on the fly and in that aspect as well I learned a lot and it's it doesn't have to be so set in what you have to do like you can be free with it and be creative with it so I think it opened my mind up a lot more to it doesn't need to be super serious like you know and ah, oh, I'm just thinking back at it now and it's just it is crazy because especially like after the match as well and everyone was standing up and clapping yeah. and I was like wow <laughs> you know it was it was such a surreal day and just and she was uh I was so, I was just so scared at first just because I wanted to impress her you know yeah. and impress everyone else 
And um, uh, yeah, she gave me good advice like after the match and uh, for the future, like you don't need to, you don't need to plan everything. You don't need to think too much. Sometimes simple is better and uh, you can do more with that. So, I mean, I could go on and on, but <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was going to ask just in general to, you know, you've been surrounded by a lot of veterans and kind of legends in the wrestling game. What would you say has been the best piece of advice or words of wisdom just in general that has really helped you throughout your career so far? And who did it come from? Oh, my God. You put me on the spot now. <laughs> no, we won't say just one, you know, a couple no, of things no, no, that maybe that stand uh, out to you. Right. Um, I think... It sounds so simple and and this is not necessarily one specific person, but just from everyone and especially mm -hmm. when I was like early, I mean, I know I'm very early stage now, but like at first and even still now, just slow down. Not, it doesn't have to be a race. It doesn't need to be rushed. Um, if you're going slow, go slower because it will just it won't look as messy it will look better I think that advice when when you first hear it you're like what do you mean but then when yeah. you actually consciously make the effort and it's like slow down chill out breathe you're like oh okay no this is actually uh it actually helps it's good advice um and it's the sort of thing you obviously have to have those matches first and um what's the word like develop after each match and get better and better so yeah just slow down um it's not the end like it's not the end of the world if if you don't you don't have to do everything right you don't have to say yes to every yeah. single thing and I feel like in my first year of wrestling I wanted to say like yes yes like to absolutely like anything and everything and where like before wrestling I was never really very confident like if if there was no sort of pro wrestling I wouldn't be on a stage anywhere else so I think um oh my god what the hell did I just say I completely forgot taking in uh taking in the moment kind of slowing down and you were saying at the beginning of your career you kind of said yes to everything you were a yeah. yes girl but then you know as you go on you realize you don't need to say yes to everything because I mean that was it. you didn't say this but it could lead to burnout in in all of that yes, keeping yeah, yourself yeah. sane too that's it that's it sorry <laughs> I don't know why it's all good but yeah where I was never like really the most confident person um I think where that and added pressure on myself and thinking, oh, I need to do, I need to do this show, I need to do this match, I need to say yes to this person. I think I was trying to take on too much and I kind of had, I was like, ah, I don't know if I can do it. Like, um, I mean, obviously that didn't last. I think it was just a blip, you know, sometimes yeah. it gets on top of you, but then it's just take a breath. You, you're allowed to say no, you're allowed to have free time. Um, so I think, yeah, you don't need to say yes to absolutely everything. Do what you're comfortable with doing. And if you want to say yes to everything and you're comfortable with doing that, then do that as well, you know. But just be comfortable within yourself and do what you want to do, you know. Yeah, and kind of learning from those experiences, you know, can like 
a tribute to a lot of growth, you know, especially early on in your career. I feel like everybody even still has challenges. And one of them, I feel like that I've heard just as a recurring thing is also confidence, but also like you said, not being like a yes person, you know, I am especially like that in, in my real life and, you know, just in general, but, you know, kind of talking about your growth so far, how else do you think that you've grown as a person and as a competitor since you've entered this wrestling space? Yeah. So, so personally as myself, I think before wrestling, I was very, I, I, I still am quite shy, but before wrestling, I was very much in my shell, but meeting all these people that you have, you have no choice to meet them, you know, you, you meet so many people and it brings you out of your shell naturally. And I think that was probably, it was hard at first because I, I, I always felt like I was socially awkward. But now because of the amount of people I've met and the type of people I've met, I feel like I've become such more of a outgoing person and I'm able to talk to more people, even not just in wrestling, but outside of wrestling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just talking to everyday people is just so personally in that side, it's got a lot better, which I'm very grateful for. And I've not really realized that until sort of looking back on it, you know, and I think growing as a wrestler. Um, from when I first started, like when I look at myself now, if I saw like a recent picture of myself now and I looked at a picture from the the first match that I had, it's like they're two completely different people in the amount of I don't want to keep saying confidence, but just in the way I'm I'm growing in that aspect and just how more comfortable I'm coming into myself as Sapphire and as the wrestler of Sapphire Reed, you know. So it's been a journey and I'm obviously still not there yet, but yeah. it's getting gradually it's getting better and better and better so yeah the journey is uh it's still ongoing but it's it's great at the moment yeah and you talk about pushing yourself out of your shell and meeting new people let's talk about one of those people we mentioned her earlier she was one of the former winners of the she won but earlier this year you had the chance to wrestle millie mckenzie at nova you met mm -hmm. millie when you were a 14 year old fan and now you okay. have the chance <laughs> to wrestle tell us about this sort of full circle moment in fulfilling one of your dream matches oh my goodness yeah so i used to watch millie in like uh progress and obviously Eve and wherever else she would wrestle and where she was obviously so young at the time yeah. and I would watch her I would be like she's only a few years older than me and she is doing so well and she's so good and I think in my head I, I why the reason I looked so like up to her so much was one I just loved her style and her as a wrestler but yeah. I was like she's so young and if she can do it and she's doing this well now maybe one day I can be there and go the way she's going and from thinking of all of that to then going to wrestle her myself it was definitely it was definitely a full circle moment of how how cool it was you know like being 14 and watching her in a ring to now myself actually wrestling her and talking to her and actually being good friends with her now you know it's uh it's crazy how the wrestling world works but 
and that was also one of my favorite matches with Millie and I hope to wrestle her again soon because she's just so good to yeah me. fingers crossed I absolutely agree she's absolutely incredible and like you said like she started wrestling really young too and she still is she's what maybe 23 24 yeah. now uh-huh. still very very young you know and somebody who's also kind of a veteran now which is like crazy to think about still at such yeah. a young age but you know I also wanted to mention somebody else in the UK wrestling space that being a Mira, I absolutely love her personally, but I know you two kind of have this frenemy thing going on. Mm-hmm. You've you've faced off with her a few times, but I've seen this rivalry has extended to social media with you two often going back and forth. I know there's some love there, but can you tell us how or why this rivalry actually started? Do you know what? I actually don't know. Fair enough. I think, um, I'm trying to think when it actually... She's also just an instigator. I'm friends with her personally, oh, too. Yeah. She, she's just an instigator. I, I love her, though, but it's just hilarious yeah. seeing you two going back and forth. But then yeah, the sure. other day, she's like, I love, I, like, I'm rooting. You guys got to watch Sapphire. Yeah. I see yeah. her rooting on you. It's just so funny to watch this unfold. Yeah, yeah so, like, it's it makes me laugh because... um when obviously I started training at 13 and then I took a break for a bit and then I didn't come back until I was uh 17 when I started training again uh 17 18 and then um so I went to a training session with Amira and I was this shy little girl and I barely spoke a word and it just makes me laugh now because of how much we just rip each other apart like we're just so sarcastic with each other and I think because we both know we can take it. So we've yeah. just extended it, not even on purpose, but just through social media, just, I think just for our own entertainment. And oh my God, it's just an ongoing thing. And I think it will be like that forever, you know? You know, you mentioned earlier that you were um, breaking out of your shell gradually. Would you say that the outgoing Amira has been one of those kind of maybe influences in that process? yeah absolutely absolutely because she's so like in the best way such an extrovert you know yes and I think I need someone or I needed someone like that at the time to because she like forced me out of my shell you know and she was kind of like a, a sister figure to me at the time and still is you know I absolutely love her um she better not hear me say that otherwise ugh, pretend I just didn't say that um she yeah I think me being so quiet at the time so then her just being loud funny and everything and she uh would always just always included me in things as well which really helped um with my confidence again um yeah I mean I do have to give her credit she has uh definitely brought me out of my shell um she's she's got she is the feisty flame of Ireland so it's right in her name I'm just saying yes it's yeah yeah, we'll give her credit for that. Just this one time, though. Marley. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to Amira. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> now, when talking about your nickname, one of your nicknames, anyway, you do call yourself the Radioactive One. Can you yeah. kind of further explain the origin story of the Radioactive One and what this moniker specifically means to you? Yeah, so um, I'm trying to think how it all started and how it came about. Um at the time I was trying to find sort of some music to come out to and I there was Radioactive by um, Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons, yeah. yeah. 
So I came out to that uh, for a while and I didn't think anything of it. And then people started singing Radioactive in the audience. Yeah, right. And then it caught on and I was like, hmm, maybe I could like make a thing out of this. And so I did. I started calling myself the Radioactive one and I realised I can bring sort of aspects into that with my gear and um so that's that's literally what I did even with like t-shirt designs and things like that and there's the good thing is with that is there's so many more things I can do with it so I'm gonna I'm gonna get new more new gear made soon but I won't give any spoilers yeah but uh and there's other like ways to advance my appearance like in the ring and uh ring attire which I'm also going to be uh bringing out soon but I'm not gonna <laughs> spoil it too much because I want it to as it's oh I'm so I'm getting I backtrack and I start talking and then I start rambling on everything but um I think the radioactive one I don't know I don't know why it became a thing but when I realized I can make something out of it I was like yeah. let's try this and it worked and it's working and I, and I love it because there's so many ways I can go from there and how I present myself as well. Can you kind of talk about in that ring gear department, some of the elements that you've pulled from your interpretation of the radioactive one, whether it be like a certain color choice or design, can you kind of talk about some of those radioactive inspired elements that we can see in your present ring gear? Not, we won't talk about future yet to let that yeah, be a sure. secret, but just ones that you've already kind of brought in into your ring gear and your overall presentation. Mm -hmm. So um, obviously like, the main colours of I suppose like radioactive is yellow and black or or green and yellow. So yeah. I incorporated obviously that into this set and um oh, and on my knee pads as well. I've got the uh, sign obviously on the knee pads with just the radioactive sign. And I think with the flames on my gear as well, because I try and I was trying to kind of put things together like what kind of in a sense relate to that word you know and I thought the flames looked cool with it with the colors and it with the slight shine on it and I think even with just that there's so many ways I can adapt it now and change it into different things because before I had that gear I had I was trying I had this it was like cheap pre-made gear that I, yeah. I found and um I still wear it. I love it. Um, it was the green and black gear and it was kind of, uh, it was like marbly colours. And I was like, that kind of was like a sneak peek into what radioactive is. But now I can develop myself and my character more with the presentation of it and how I can take little ideas from the design itself and how I can make it my own, I suppose. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of, I don't know, because I mean, I'm just looking up the formal definition of radioactive and obviously it can be like interpreted in a couple different ways, but yeah. the formal the formal definition is obviously emitting or relating to the admitting of ionizing radiation or particles. So kind of, you know, like energy, you know, going into that could be like fire and stuff yeah. like that. I think when people think of like radioactive, they might think of like volcanoes too as well. Yeah. And hence like the fire and, and stuff like that. There's a, a few different ways you can interpret that, but also kind of 
make it your own, you know? So I'm curious for yourself from a certain like character standpoint, not necessarily your, your presentation, but like your mannerisms, you know, Mm -hmm. um, your, your traits, your behavior, how, how would you describe Sapphire as a a character outside of the physical presentation? Mm -hmm. So if we're going from now, so, so I think at the start, I really had no idea, you know, but now it's it's still of course a learning process to try yeah. and wrap your head around because character's a big thing but I think especially now with the opportunities I've been given especially at Eve people are starting or can now see this sort of fiery side this dangerous side that people have not seen before and now it's like it was Sapphire, the, the young wrestler, and now she's actually becoming radioactive, I suppose. Do you know what I mean? So, like, she's becoming more dangerous. She's becoming this person that no one thought she could be because she was just this 18-year-old girl in crappy blue gear. And now I've come out with such more confidence that I am, like, like I like I own it and I know I can do it sort of thing. So... I think if I look back from my character development from when I first started out to now, maybe, don't get me wrong, it's definitely not completed and there's still a long way to go. But I've definitely found myself a lot more and believe in what I am and who I'm trying to come across as, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like I said, you're still in the early stages and developmental stages, if you will, you know, of your career, especially so young and kind of going off of that to you call yourself the grappling goddess as well. I know in your early training days, you did a lot of mat work since you couldn't take bumps until you're 16, I think. So is, is that where the grappling element of your style came from or how did you decide upon the grappling goddess as kind of this alternative nickname for yourself? Yeah. So um yeah like as you said I couldn't bump until I was like 15 16 so there was a lot of grappling that I was learning beforehand and um and I want I want to incorporate that a lot more into my matches like if I could just have a pure technical wrestling match like I'd absolutely love it and I want to I want to do it I want to start doing it more but I think that's come from one of my trainers uh, before when I first started training had the idea and um and I was like oh like that's that sounds kind of cool let me uh let's see if I, I suppose it's just a, a, another nickname I, I don't necessarily incorporate it with the character side but yeah. where I know I can adapt to that style if I need to it's that's why you know yeah, and always kind of have that people, again, wrestling is so fluid. People have multiple mm. nicknames. People reinvent themselves or have multiple identities, you know, in wrestling. It's such a fluid thing. It's not like a um, a, a singular individual thing. It's kind of one yeah. of those things where you can control and have different multiple layers, if you will, to your character. And kind of two more questions for you, you know, shifting away from the character aspect. This year, from what I recall, you've wrestled in five different countries England, mm-hmm. Wales, Denmark, Spain, and Germany. 
Yes. I don't know. I don't, I think those are the five. Yeah. I know you're eager to expand your horizons even more in 2024. So yeah. what are some locations and countries you're hoping to travel to next year? Oh my God, next year. So I'm going back to uh, Denmark next year, which is cool. But I want to uh, just more more places around Europe, you know, yeah. like uh, Italy. I'd love to wrestle in Italy. Um, there's been it's annoying because there's been some circumstances where I've been offered a booking in in Portugal was one of them, but I I can't remember what had happened. But there was like complications with like personal life and yeah. other things happening, so I couldn't do it. But definitely a lot more of the uh, European places um obviously outside of the UK and like Ireland just literally anywhere and I think um oh what was what was an oh there was a there was a place that I specifically wanted to go but now I actually can't remember what it was <laughs> oh I'm going back to Germany next year as well anywhere that I can go really I suppose there's not like a a set list if I can go outside of Europe, I would also love that, you know, but I think for next year, I'm definitely going to be going a lot more places within Europe for sure. But if the opportunity comes to be able to go to America or Japan or Canada or anywhere, yeah. I would, just, I just want to travel the world, you know, like, so whatever opportunities come at me, I'm just going to snatch them up. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I feel like 2023 was a, a really good year for you but 2024 I feel like you can only just go up from here you know and kind of outside of travel while we're looking at the future what are some of your other personal and professional goals for 2024 2024 um personal new year goals. is like right around the corner which is, it is. Like slowly approaching it's crazy I know it's kind of terrifying but uh, <laughs> uh personal goals I think again just looking after myself you know just as simple as that just making sure that I'm in a good head headspace to be able to continue what I'm doing and what I love and professionally to just keep getting better and pushing myself outside of that comf comfort zone which I suppose also applies to the personal side of goals yeah. to keep pushing myself outside of those comfort zones which even like as simple as learning new moves or things I wouldn't think I would be able to do but I know I could if I put my mind to it and just I want to go up north a lot more next year in England so and oh, Scotland I want to wrestle in Scotland as well that's uh that's one of them but I think this year I've been able to go up um go up north like Liverpool and Manchester a couple yeah. times towards um like the back end of 23 2023 which has been cool so I just want to keep traveling as much as I can around to all different promotions making new debuts and I suppose just whatever comes at me I'm just gonna take it as it comes 
Yeah, I mean, that's all you, you can do. Life is unpredictable, but it seems, like I said, you're headed on this upward trajectory. So, you know, fingers crossed that you get to explore the world and get to at least head a little bit yeah. more north, you know, if, if nothing else, you know? Yeah, sure. Before we let you go, though, Sapphire, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you and support you on social media? Oh, my God. I need to remember my uh, handles now. Uh, um, Sapphire Wrestler is my Twitter. Yes. Sapphire Wrestling is my Instagram and my Facebook is I want to say Sapphire Wrestling as well it could be Sapphire Wrestler I'm gonna look. I, I don't know about that one <laughs> but uh in, um, it's Instagram and Twitter or X whatever you want to call it those are the yes. uh, main two that I stay active on Yes. Well, Sapphire, thank you so much for joining me here today. Everybody go follow her. She is going to be a star to watch if you're not already following her. Sapphire, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a lot of fun. <laughs>